Welcome to the Theta State Podcast, where we dive into the secret world of people's dreams and explore the broader mysteries of consciousness. And in this new episode, I'm with my friend Dustin. Hello, hello. Welcome over here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So how are you doing? I am good. I'm uh, a bit tired because I partied this weekend uh, for the first time in uh, some time. I'm kind of out of touch with partying, but... It was a lovely party and I stayed there till the end and that makes me happy. One of those things of like, don't do it often, but when I do it, I do it you right. Go all you know, I go all there. Nice. Do you want to present yourself a bit? Sure. My name is Dustin. Dustin Anthony Schneider James. Half Jamaican, half German. Born in California though. Now living here in The Hague, where we met. I attend Kabaka, the Royal Academy of Art here. I'm 27 years old, Capricorn. What's the first one you wanted to mention? So basically, when we had first, when you had first told me that you had this dream podcast, I was like, yo, there's a dream that I want to talk to you about on that podcast, you know? And uh, this was a dream that I had this summer, I think maybe in July, beginning of July, end of June. So to give context again, prior to this night, I had taken the trash out with a coworker of mine <laughs> and we've been like hanging out a bit more these last few days. And I've always had this kind of like cute crush on her. And after taking out the trash with her, I asked her if she wanted to come back to my place and have a drink. And we came back and then we ended up like, I asked if I could kiss her and then we kissed. Nothing happened more than just a few kisses. And Then it was like, okay, this is calm, whatever. No stress about this kind of thing. And then that night I dreamt. It was like, boom, boom. <laughs> like, it was very like crazy. It was this dream basically where I was in Jamaica with this girl. And you have to understand, I've only been to Jamaica once in my life when I was six years old. And so I feel very disconnected from this side of me, you know, it's like I'm black American, but I'm not like African American because my I'm family, I'm child of immigrants, you know. And so this is like my black half that's kind of like disconnected from me in a way. So it's a significant place for me, like Jamaica represents a lot, I guess. And I'm kicking it in Jamaica with her. And it's very normal, like, you know, throughout the whole dream, it's kind of like we're seeing things and we're like, doing sightseeing like kicking around and feels very like oh there's nothing strange about this you know and at some point we're on this like farm and i swear it was like on the blue mountain or something i forget what the mountain is called near kingston but like in this mountain and we become intimate with one each other like with one another on this like farm kind of thing like behind this fence you know and It's not the moment of intimacy that's significant, but the moment afterwards, after we have this intimacy, whatever, it's all done. I think I start noticing people outside of like the gates or something like this. And then I realize that I'm in a fucking dream. And it's like really strange because I'm like, wait, what the 
fuck am I doing it with this white girl in Jamaica right now? You know? In a farm. Yeah, yeah, on a farm, you know? Like, I'm just like, this is my heritage, you know? Mm -hmm. This is like, I haven't been here since I was six years old, you know? And I'm 27 now, and I'm here in Jamaica. This trip should be for me, you know? This girl should not even be here. Like, this is my trip. Like, I've always imagined going to Jamaica by myself and, like, re-encountering it, you know? I was actually going to ask if uh, ethnicity had something to do, like, with the place or yeah. with your relation. I think, like, in this last year, it's been doing a lot for me or been playing more of a significant role where it's, like, I want to have more people of color around me. I'm tired of being the only black guy in the room or, like, one of the only ones. And I think... Especially one thing that I've noticed in Europe that's so different from the U.S. is that white people really only know white people a lot. Or it, it's more likely that if I was to date a white person, then I don't want to be the only black person that they know. And maybe it's about, like, maybe I'm being too picky or something like this, but, like, I'm just... That's it's okay I mean. to change things, you know? Yeah. And um, this is how I feel right now. I'm already surrounded by a lot of white people, so I don't need to pursue mm -hmm. making everything in that as well, you know? Being back in Jamaica and reconnecting with your heritage, maybe you that you also wanted to be, yeah, like specifically for your roots, and it, she wouldn't match this or she wouldn't fully understand that. Yeah, you know, it's like almost one of these things of like where me having been intimate or like with this person in Jamaica, it was like almost like me betraying my heritage or something. Maybe not so betraying, maybe that's a strong word, but like one where it's like not allowing myself to fully experience it because this other person is like now mixing, this filter mixing the two yeah of. you know i'm at a point in my life i suppose a significant point and this dream just like awoke it really hard and mm. i was just like oh my goodness gracious that was the first dream mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think as you said it's kind of related to being around a lot of white person and being the only person of color, mm -hmm. which is something you like, like you've encountered at school uh, a lot, the art school and being in the Netherlands. Yeah, in Europe, I feel like it's much more so than in the US. Yeah, I'm like the only black guy in my class right now. And before, before I took my gap year, I was the, there's only like two black people in the whole year. How mm. did you experience that? And the fact that you want to, mm get closer to people yeah. of color. I think it's... Yeah. That's such a deep question, you know? Part of it is just confusion. Like, I don't know if it's necessarily a moment, because I wouldn't say, per se, like, say that I'm experiencing racism or a lot of racism here. So it's not like this ostracizing that I feel, but... But there were some cases of discrimination at school, though some point yeah. like i had echoes yeah yeah there's like, there, there was cases at school you know and i think it's just i guess there was like a series of situations as well in the last like year of me like questioning my own reality compared to other people's reality and it becomes a lot about realities and when you have your reality questioned you have to look at your character and you have to look at your identity i think and my identity is as a mixed black passing dude from the u.s and europe So it's causing me to question my reality and then I'm questioning other people's reality around me and noticing that some of the people I 
or quite a few of the people I have in my circle come from a very different reality from my own. Then being around people like POC that understand some of the reality and you have that ground. Yeah, you know, you have more grounding and especially at the school. It's one of those things where it's like I've made a project one time and like I showed it and no, no none of my classmates could comment on it because they were like, I don't, I just know this makes me uncomfortable. And the only person who could comment on it was like our teacher who was a brown man. And he's like, I understand this feeling. Like, I know this feeling. And when you go to an art school, which is very expressive and very much about identity and where you come from and how, how you're viewing the world and what you want to comment on. And you're like in a circle where it's like, this is very, this feeling is very like in me and I want to get it out. And everyone's like, I don't know what this is, but it makes me uncomfortable. And it's no shade on my classmates or anything or the, the people who are present. Uh, but it, it makes you feel a bit lonely you know, or confused, mm. makes you question your reality a bit. And so the work, what was the work about? The work was me and Whiteface in a scene of like snow. And there's snow all around, like it's just a still image, but it's this slow zoom in on my face to the tune of White Christmas by Frank Sinatra or Bing Crosby. The project was supposed to be different. I was planning to do a performance that was very different. And then My friend at the time, Sabi, she had taken a, a photo of me while I was throwing snow up. And there's like this one image where the snow is covering one of my eyes perfectly, like very unsettling. And the work was, it's zooming into this eye that's covered with this kind of face of weirdness with this white Christmas planning. And then in the middle, at some point, I'm like washing off the, the white paint off my body Damn. in the shower. And then the white Christmas plays again. And I edited that part out because like my, my teacher could give me advice. You know, nobody else could give me feedback. But he was like, that part's a bit too on the nose now. Mm -hmm. You know, like you should still give the viewer some agency to interpret like what you're trying to say. If you include this part, it's very clear what you're saying. But we want to allow the viewer a step in. And to have a teacher who can look at work work that's this personal and like about this feeling even if it is uncomfortable whatever common in that way that means a lot I guess. it means a lot but like i don't i don't i think if i had a white teacher there they probably would not have been saying this you know mm -hmm. and so how many students do you have at the school who are making work in these ways and don't have the proper people around them to keep pushing them and keep pushing these visions even if it is uncomfortable unsettling controversial whatever it's you know still a reality you it's have. A still reality you know Do you want to move on to the second one? I guess we'll do the, the long one. So I need to freshen up my breath and there's a water bottle there. And I'm also explaining these dreams in like very like non-sequential way. So this is more in the middle of my dream. But at the beginning of the dream, we had a party the night before, right? And I remember like putting some stuff in this water bottle and it wasn't until I reached for this water bottle in this moment and I swallow two dead bugs and I'm choking, you know, now I'm like choking, you know, I'm like with these two girls and I'm just choking off these dead bugs. That I just like drank out of this water bottle. And so I'm like, I'm like trying to like <gasps> come back from like this, like choking and like, they're not helping me. At that point you're still in your room. I'm still in my room. And okay. these two girls are still in my room as well. And I am just, uh, yeah, unable to get what's in my throat out. Eventually, I think the bugs come out and I finally get it out 
no thanks to them for helping me. I like kind of just get it out. Obviously at this point my mood is killed and I'm like, I'm gonna go buy the onions now because I- Can we say what was the start what, of the what dream? The, what the start, what yes. the buildup of the dream was? And then we like, could Yeah, yeah, because now we're back at the onions, right? So for those of you listening at home, <laughs> the buildup was I needed to buy onions for Sergi and Maddie, two friends. And I was at home and I was naked sleeping or coming up from a, a nap and two girls had entered my room. And then it was from like the window. from the oh. window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like with my sheets over me and it was this dilemma now of like, do I go to buy onions for my friends or do I have a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I ended up going like, oh, I can stay a little longer and buy the onions later. Yeah, yeah. And buy the onions later, you know, be a little late. And compromise. Compr <laughs> compromise. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's it's here now, right here. The onions are at the store. I might as well. No, um, yeah, and I um, I stayed, and that's when I like I started kissing one of them, and that's when I needed to drink water because I was like self conscious of like bad breath or dry mouth and everything. I was like, I needed to drink water. And at some point, you mentioned that someone needed a hug. Yeah. So at the beginning of the dream as well, this was earlier on. And that's why I couldn't remember who needed a hug, but I think it was Malcolm. And I had recognized this moment of like this person who I think to be, it was Malcolm needing a hug, but me like holding myself back from giving that hug as well. Like it was this, you know, those moments when you like, you can, I guess it's vulnerability. Maybe you can allow yourself to be vulnerable or compassionate or something, but then you can choose to just withdraw yourself as well instead. And I feel like actively in that dream, I had withdrawn myself, but then in an unnatural way. Okay. And so I was sad for not giving the hug. And so in that room, you were thinking back to that moment earlier in your own dream. I think so. I think so. Okay. Remembering like feelings of, I wouldn't say guilt, but like, like moments of other decisions, you mm. know, or something. But then it's interesting because we never get resolution. I, I, I feel like maybe something had like ended in the dream. Like, I think I missed my bus in the end. But oh. like, I, I go to the past, the past of the dream, where the beginning of the dream was like me at a party. Yeah, I don't remember what it was like at the beginning of the party, but I remember at some point me going to the bathroom and spilling water like everywhere. Just like the whole bathroom being covered in water. And then it's like, oh shit just stress and then the other part that was significant was the needing the wanting to hug somebody else or getting into a fight with somebody and you thought um, he needed a hug? hug yeah and you wanted to give it to him but you didn't or did you at the end i did it yeah a lot of layers in this shit <laughs> or some weird the, like now listening to the audio again it's like really i'm like wondering about like just like how much identity plays into this one question i just had was like Do you keep track of like the people that you dream about or like what people bystanders in your dream look like? I had a question just now. What race do people dream of? Do you have more black people in your dream or white people in your dream? You know, I was just like realizing this because I'm like really in these dreams, like quite conscious of like the color of people. And I just had this question of like, do white people dream of black people too? You know, or like, 
like what role do, like mm. are we aware of what like, role do ethnicity play in the, yeah yeah in the, the dreams world. you know like you know <laughs> I think there's a lot of but enough like stereotypes and racism in the real world it's like gotta play let's explore the dreams yeah 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 you know like, the concept yeah, of society and the dream but know? I feel like because the dream world is quite a reflection of your reality mm-hmm. is gonna match this if I take my inst- my example I'm surrounded by a lot of white people so it's gonna be more white people in my dream mm-hmm. but is not all the time sometimes mostly black people so if that's the case you know i'm curious if like you have somebody who really only hangs out with this kind of group of people i'm mm. curious if like their reality mm. their dreams would also be like Do they have diversity yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's up <laughs> oh my gosh yeah like what's the um what's the token in the dream <laughs> What are the tokens in your dream? Like, what? Are, what's the um, demographics of your dream? Like, the people, the population in your dream? Uh, you know? That could be a question. It could be, right? Yeah. A research topic. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Because it's, it's one of those things where, especially, like, listening to this audio again right now, it's, like, almost trying to find symbolism in everything whilst accepting the absurdity of what a dream is, you know? And then the absurdity of the dream and almost, like, being like, this is absurd there doesn't need to be meaning in everything it's still almost like mm. having to believe that there's yeah. meaning in everything but i do want to know what the onions are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do the onions serve in this seed I, oh. yo <laughs> like i don't even know if they're supposed to be red onions white onions brown onions you know like what type of onions were these we need to know <laughs> uh but yeah the onions were like the cock block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but the onions were duty, you know? The onions is responsibility. Yeah. That's what the onions are in a way. I'm also somebody who um, I take care of my dad when I go back home. And I do a lot of like the grocery shopping and stuff. My dad, I mean, I do all of the grocery shopping for my dad like when I'm there. It's like almost like, yeah, it is responsibility. It's like family or something maybe. Mm. Like just these simple things um and yeah like sometimes i and i i do it all the time for my dad but some days i'm like dad i'm gonna do this later today or mm-hmm. tomorrow um yeah I have, I have the right to i was wondering like indeed like do you do groceries for people sometimes not here but yeah for my dad yeah but in that case you need the onions for sergi uh, sergi and maddie yeah it's strange but yeah maybe maybe it's this temptation and um this duty thing and there's like this one bible verse second timothy uh, what three fourteen or some shit like this one fourteen it's like for god did not give us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and self-discipline and i feel like i amen yeah <laughs> preach <laughs> and i feel like i have like the i feel like i have power i feel like i have love but discipline is, I think, one thing I struggle with. And I think it's also a reoccurring dream, like reoccurring thing in my dream in it, whatever form it comes in. I guess in this one, a sexual one, you know, of this this threesome compared to this getting of onions, you know? <laughs> but it had to be extreme. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't just be like one person. Like, you know, it couldn't just be like an actual lover. So they just had to be two. Just this like crazy, like pornographic fantasy, you know? Do you think about some other stuff? I mean, being at a party and being anxious, maybe. Spilling water everywhere. Uh, afraid of messing up. 
maybe and then like covering your tracks you know or not covering your tracks but just like just making a fool of yourself you know and this the stress that comes with that especially in social settings like this is this i'm not spilling this water at my house you know it's like i'm spilling it at a party at least it's water could be puke <laughs> could be pu yeah at least at least you know they, they're gonna clean that up easy they got towels in this house i saw it like you know but yeah i don't know maybe it's the um yeah a bit of social anxiety and dream and yeah this vulnerability with this hug shit also interesting as how much intimacy should i give right now give? yeah um you feel like you prevent yourself i think i sometimes can i don't think it's like um i think everyone can mm. like i think everyone like yeah you know there's moments in which you can feel vulnerable and you can be like this is going to make me feel vulnerable which thus is uncomfortable as well it's confronting and you can steer away from that a lot you know you can like recognize that feeling and be like you know mm. you know in whatever form that comes you know this opening and i think at least nowadays or at least one thing i'm working on is like embracing this feeling more and like diving into it more or like recognizing that it's there at the very least you know yeah i think i definitely have this uh, as well so mm -hmm. i've been working on it myself on being more vulnerable and okay with showing love but i think that came first with a uh, yeah personal wounds of the past and stuff like this that I had to confront and once I understood myself a bit better it was easier for me to open up then because mm -hmm. I was more secure about my own feelings and emotions more rooted a bit more rooted exactly right? which came from yeah inner child work mm -hmm. yeah I think this is very connected to how you express love and affection and how you are comfortable or not in uh, being vulnerable yeah Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we all need to get uncomfortable in a way, you know? It's And we not... all need more hugs, so it's <laughs> yeah. a, a fair work. Yeah, but I mean, it's also interesting because, like, um, I had this confidence that this person needs a hug. But it's also interesting, this inability to even ask, like, do you need a hug? Almost, like, hesitating to hug because of, one, the vulnerability, two, the potentiality that he wasn't it was like over overstepping maybe you know or unwanted hug but that's the thing if you ask if you ask then, then it's all good it's all gucci work in progress work in progress Always. for sure at least for me like you're quite uh, you're very affectionate and you're not afraid to show affection so that's something i enjoy mm -hmm. so if i can just say myself i think you're doing a pretty good job it's nice to be able to be more comfortable with expressing it too So that was quite a a journey through your mind, a little little bits of it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's strange to talk about it again in a way as well, because it's like I feel like I make these recordings when I have significant dreams, but it's it's not like something I play back actively a lot. It's like almost recording it to make sure I archived it, but not revisiting it. Almost like a journal entry that you just need to get out, but then you put aside usually record your dreams when you remember them yeah like, yeah i try to like record my dreams enough these were very cool dreams thank you for having me thanks for processing listening and yeah. thank you so much for sharing yeah happy to share happy to have a little space to put it out
hope you guys also enjoyed the dreams. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're good. You take care and uh, I'll see you in the next episode.